Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. I am joined by my chief staff, Hallie Warner. Today, we're going to jump into the uh, conversation of language, and we're going to use this in terms of how language can trap us into thinking that um, we are, uh, just traps us into thinking. And I'm going to give you an example of this is when we, the word talent is used so much right now, right, Hallie? Mm-hmm. It is um, it is a word that says, hey, I've got talent and somebody's building this organization. I've got talent or- Or I don't have talent. I don't have I talent, talent, right? Talent. And it's like a word that's thrown around like Swedish fish at a kid's birthday party, right? So it's just out there. And so I wanted to unpack that a little bit. And I used to, if I had a, if we had a, we're doing this in, in video form, which, you know, I'm looking at both the women in this room right now that we should be doing this in video form at some point, but um, we had it, you could see that we used to draw this box and basically says people only know the highest level of talent based on the highest level of talent that they've individually ever led. Mm-hmm. Because you can say, hey, um, I can, I know somebody who runs a big company and they have talent, right? But that thought is just really not real. It's just you, you're projecting your still experiences on that level of talent, right? So the goal is to always elevate the people that are around you. So you elevate what the talent actually means to you, the experience that you get from the talent around you. Here's the challenge with this. And let's, let's just unpack this a little bit more when it comes to language in general in language and life and language and business and how language can trap us. Um, well, first the minute we start using language is very helpful, right? It provides a tremendous context in our lives. It's really important. In fact, we're using amazing language to communicate to you all right now. It's fun to be creative with their words. They're, they're fun to, to use, to point people in the direction in terms of, Hey, I've got this talented person or writing up business plans or, you know, uh, writing up a drafting, a document or writing a book or whatever it is, or, or writing a blog, you're using language to be creative, to kind of inspire to kind of create a new level of thinking in somebody to, to give them an insight or whatever it is that aha, that click moment. The problem with language though, is as helpful as it is, it has a very shadow side to it, has a dangerous side to it. If we're not careful and it originates from, if you, I just, I have three kids under eight. So I just watch this right now. The minute you know, a, a baby's born and they start looking in the mirror and they, they're just kind of gazing in the mirror, but you can see the moment that they start to realize, um, that they're actually looking at themselves. They can't use that in language yet, but they start to realize they're actually looking at themselves. So as this kind of a, as a, as a child, um, and a baby kind of goes into a child starts to, um, get a sense of self. And I want to stop with this word, the sense of self, They start to get a sense of self. They are not the self. They get a sense of themselves. Then they start packing that on with language. I, my name. When you first hear your name, it's like, you know, sometimes I can hear even my, my son, he goes, Asher, 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 like his name's Asher. And it's like, he's using it. It's almost like giving him this power and authority, like, oh, Asher. And it's awesome. It's relevant. And the thing is, I, know, I think 99% of all human beings go through this stage. So it's really relevant that we go through this. And as we're going through this, you can see it. They get this sense of purpose. They start learning language. They start learning I and me, and, and that's mine. And the, this, this sense of self, it's like all this. That's all awesome because you need it. Like you need that sense of self to figure out how to drink, how to eat, how to, how to survive in the world, right? And do these different things. When you have a kid, you start seeing this. And they, then, as the, then as they start to evolve, they start to develop um, 
beyond the sense of self. And this is where what happens with this is, and we'll relate this to business in a second here, is when the sense of self is developed, it gives you the ability to interact with the world. It's really important. Then we enter in this stage we call the mind and the mind starts deriving thoughts and images around the sense of self from a very early age. As it starts to, the mind starts to develop concepts of self images around this. We start, it's fine. It's actually okay to do that. The problem with this is when you actually do that and you believe, you believe that the sense of self that's created is you. And that's when you, people get so adopted to language because the language starts coming in there and they start using language to identify who they are. And then people get sucked into that language and they actually become the language that they're speaking from their minds. And as you start becoming that language, you can't separate yourself from it. So as kids get older and older and older, that they want to strengthen their self-image, particularly in our society, we are, um, we are incentivized to create a big self-image. Um, you know, and if you're, if you're playing on the level of, of self-image, whether you, when you have a bad self-image, you creates an, a negative feeling and whether you have a good self-image, it can create positive feelings, but either one of them is, is still not real. It's still a sense of self that you've created with the mind through thoughts and images and through language. So the language that we use starts creating these images that we now have to uphold. And even the people that have this really positive self image, if they're really real and you're really talking with them from the outside, you're looking in saying, man, this person must have everything. They just, they're doing awesome. They have this, and I've just spoken to enough of these individuals. They have this sense of something's not right. And the reason why they have this sense of something's not right is because you've derived your sense of who you are through the images with language, thoughts, and, and feelings of really of this false sense of who you are. And so while they have a positive self image about themselves, I'm serving, I'm good. I can give these things. And it elicits a feeling deep underneath that. There's still this yearning for authenticity. There's still this, um, drive to say, it's not quite right. It's not quite whole And language. The problem with language is it separate. It cuts us off from everything else. So I'll give you an example. If we talk about a tree, right? A tree has, has branches, it has leaves, it has roots in the ground, it has soil, all of these things. And, and trees have been used as kind of descriptors for this for thousands of years from a lot of different people. If you take, the tree is never separate from its environment, right? It's never separate from its environment, just like you are never separate from your environment. But the minute language is, is very helpful to identify bark and tree to be able to use in context. But the minute we start using language to identify something, it cuts it off from everything else. So when you, when you start entering this and start using language and words in business, it cuts you off from the other opportunities or something that you're not seeing in those. And so go back to the example of talent. If you start using the word talent and, and you're using that, it's you are, you've derived a sense of feelings and images based on how you think talent looks like, right? And now you've developed your sense of what talent looks like based on your own experiences instead of going, well, what if that's just not true? What if the, my sense of self around this or my ideas around talent just aren't true? 
And talent actually could be something different because Hallie, as you and I have forced people to improve their talent and push people forward, they always come back and go, now I get what talent looks like. Now I get what talent looks like. And, and the reason why it's so important, I've taken the time to kind of explain that is because when you say talent, it, 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 their thoughts and images start to arise. And as that arises, they then develop their own kind of um, idea of what talent looks like. Now, the minute something else comes in and that, by the way, so when that happens, you've, you, you're at a state of consciousness based on what you think talent is, because let me just explain that when you have, when you think about talent, you have an image and then a thought, and then it resonates with you. And that's your state of talent. You, 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 you're only, when I say you only know the highest level of talent, that's what I'm saying is your, your consciousness only knows the highest level of talent based on what you have actually led. And when you bring somebody else in that changes your viewpoint, your belief system around what talent is in a, in a, in a better way, right? That's like coming in you're like, wow, now I get what talent is. What you're saying is I've changed the thoughts and images that are in my mind, which really weren't true in the first place. And I've changed the thoughts that are here to have a different opening of experience and perspective of what talent means, which is now opening my mind to see maybe I was wrong. Maybe I, maybe my belief about talent wasn't actually right. Maybe it's actually something larger than this. And that's why um, when you, when you think about these things in any language that we have, if we buy into the belief that what we, the word that we're, that we have experienced, whether it's talent or grit or intensity or execution or success or profit or any of those things, we start believing. If we believe into these things, like we believe them, like they're us, it prevents us from actually opening up to a larger perspective or a larger change of consciousness. When a new talent comes in there and they give you a new belief, what you're doing is it's changing your level of consciousness to a different feeling, but it's still the same thing. So the key to doing any of this when you're building businesses is to never get lost in the word itself and only understand that it's just a pointer. So when we use the word talent, always come from a beginner's mind of understanding like, do I really know what talent looks like? Do I really know what intensity looks like? Do I really know what work ethic look, looks like? And you may have an idea and you could write down books of, of things in there, but they're just ideas because they're just thoughts. Thoughts are just being generated. And so the key to any of this is to understanding when, if we use language to label people, particularly in business or label, you know, a concept of somebody, we're actually cutting it off from what could be or what we could change or what we could, what other perspective we can allow into our life about it. That's the shadow side of language is that we actually cut it off from everything that it's not. So when I say there is bark on a tree, we've now, we've now said there's bark and now it's not anything else. So it's actually separate, shutting it off from everything. And that's why when you, when I, you go back to the sense of self, when you just stop and listen to that, the sentence for a second, the sense of self is not self, but we have derived ourselves to believe that the sense of self is us. And, and we do this with, because of language. And that's why I'm bringing language into this is because the, the language is the origin of creating that. 
of separating everything else out. And then I see this leak into people's business lives. And when it starts leaking their business lives, they're believing their self-concept or their sense of self about talent, about how somebody should work or how somebody shouldn't work. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm saying when you buy into it, you're cutting yourself off from growth. You're actually cutting yourself off from the organization being able to grow because you're limiting your perspective on what this actually means because of your definition of an actual word. And that word is now cutting it off from what else it could be. And I can actually think of an individual right now in our organization who I'm, I'm figuring out a way to kind of maneuver in our world because in, in essence, in, to go in this conversation, their sense of self is actually preventing the organization from going beyond where it is because they're holding on to their sense of self and their self-belief of these words. When we, when I say you need to go out and hire talent, they're okay. I have an idea of what that looks like. Do you really, nobody really knows. Yes, you can write books about that, but it's just the, it's just the word. So the key is to not get lost in the words when we're using this in business, when you, when success or grit or intensity or talent or work ethic or any of these words that we use in businesses, if we get so trapped up into the word itself, it's shutting us off from what could be in our business. In the, the, if you look at somebody like Ray Dalio, when they talk about radical transparency and radical conversations, he's just, I'm just saying it differently, but essentially what he's saying is don't believe everything that you're hearing inside your mind. So then open that up, which the reason why and I've just unpacking this more for everybody. The reason why we believe our minds is because we believe the language that we tell ourselves. And the minute we start believing the language, which is just a thought, right? It's just a thought. You know, we say tree in another language, they call it something else, which is right. We're saying that's a tree and you believe that it's a tree. Is it really a tree? Is it really a tree, right? In our language, we're calling it a tree, but somebody else will call it something else. And so instead of just seeing the tree for what it is, is beautiful nature, you're actually labeling it, which cuts it off from different things. And we do this in business a lot, which actually prevents growth because we get so caught up in believing thinking patterns that are of derived from our own sense of self, which is we're trying to get this self image that we're unwilling to break free from that to see what else is possible. It's like you're, you have this whole world, but yet you've built this house that is literally, um, you know, five by five and you just keep changing the walls inside it instead of breaking down the walls and realizing what else is out there. And people do this all the time though, right? They do this with perspective. They do this with, with, um, you know, when, when you have this aha moment or this click moment where it just moves you to change your perspective and your beliefs. And then guess what? So when you change that it actually change, you change the images that are in your mind about what's possible and it just moves you differently. Well, what if you just started living your business life without holding on any of that and allowing and really allowing yourself to move from a different place, not from the head or from the sense of self, but moving from beyond that. What questions do you have, Hallie? Well, I mean, it's not, what you're talking about is basically a growth mindset, yes. right? Having, and rather than that fixed mindset, specifically when it comes to language. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a bunch of questions. And th- Jump in. And thoughts and a million directions we can go. One thing that you were talking about, I felt like with a great example is, is from the untethered soul when he's talking about the question of who, who am I? Mm-hmm. That's a question, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the one he says, who am I? And when you're talking to somebody and they label themselves based yeah. off of their self-identity or their sense of self, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, yeah. I'm the chief of staff, I'm Bill's wife. Like 
is that really who I am? No, those are just labels that I've assigned to myself to in, you know, depending on who I'm talking to. Sometimes I will say I'm chief of staff. Sometimes I say I'm Bill's wife, right? Yeah. Depending. So I, you pull out the label that's going to make the most sense in the moment, I guess, to, you know, put your sense of self in, in whatever, you know, space you need to be. But at the end of the day, is that really who you are? No. I think one of the, the coolest things you just said right there too, is that, um, those are roles that we play in the physical world. Right. But, and they're perfectly fine. You need them. I'm a father, right? You're a sister, you're a brother. Fine. You can label the roles. The key to all of that is what you're saying is you don't attach yourself. You don't attach your sense of self to any of those roles and the roles have a lightness. Right. Because we were who we are when we were five, but at five, I was not yes. Bill's wife or chief of staff. Yeah. So but am I not the same person that I was then? Yes. Yes. You are. You know, in the, the I think it's called the a- language uh, is very helpful. And I don't want us to, absolutely. To, to miss the point that like with, I mean, without language, we wouldn't ha- be communicating. how do we communicate? Yes. So there's, su- there's such an importance to words and language and which I, and, and, and I'm looking at Caitlin because I mean, I think we both str- very strongly feel um, that the importance of words and finding the right word mm-hmm. and making sure that we are using the- you know, the right, and we often on the podcast, we talk about what's the actual definition of the word. But I think that we all come at it from such curiosity and that growth mindset, like um, the word success comes to mind. We actually were just polling a bunch of people about yeah. what does success mean to you? And you have to explain success. What does it mean to you in one word? There were 50 different words that yeah. people used to, to explain success from freedom to fulfillment, to happiness, to security. Um, I mean, I don't really know where I'm going with that, but that no, like, language and words are so important to me and we can't get attached to them. Yeah. I mean, you said it beautifully. I mean, language is how we communicate in the world and how, and the same thing about developing a sense of self, it's how you communicate in the world. It's how that you play your role. It's how you know how to drink and how to eat. That sense of self is really, really important and every human being goes through it. So therefore we can't deny that experience. It's the shadow side to language. It's the shadow side to the sense of self that has, is causing suffering. Right. That's in, or, or causing even a business to stay where it is based on a fixed mindset. Right. And I'm just, we're just unpacking that a little bit more, but that's the, that's the reality of what happens is, is we, we start believing, <laughs> we believe our own thoughts as to the thoughts are so real that we are the thought. And, and when you do that, and that's, that's generated from language though, because of the shadow side of it, because you cut, you cut it off from everything. And when you use language, with the intensity. So if you listen to something and it's how like, it's, it's like when somebody come up to you and, and they start yelling and attacking your sense of self, you instantly could walk away from, instead of you could be amazing and somebody yells at you and all of a sudden your sense of self feels dwindled. And you now are starting to feel all these feelings about it because you've, if you, or if you really are in, 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 if you're attached or integrated to your sense of self as to seeing yourself as that, with language of developing, I'm a mother, I'm a role model, I'm this, and you've sensed yourself in those roles, now you have to protect the role. And this is the problem that people happen in business. Or, right, or you're lost. With, I'm just thinking of somebody, let's say a CEO who loses their business, right? Yes. Who goes around saying, I'm the CEO of this company, I'm, I'm this, the CEO, I'm doing that, you know, whatever. And then they lose their, their organization, they get fired, whatever, and then they have no idea who they are. Yeah, because they've they've derived their sense of self in language as a the, CEO, the label, right, right? The label they give themselves in the yeah. label and the roles, and this you can see this in, in with mothers, right? I mean, if you've if you've identified with that role as that's who you are, 
the minute your child leaves, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. I'm not saying you're not still going to experience the change of your, your kids leaving and you're not going to, you know, feel joy and sadness at the same time. That's all part of the human experience. But the minute you've, 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 you've integrated you right into these roles in business or in life, now you have to protect it. And so at all costs, everything you're doing is to protect that image and to protect that sense of self. And you will do whatever it takes to do that, no matter what it takes. And then if you can't protect that, that's when people hit the destruct button or they hit, you know, they go into deep depressions or they just lose the, whatever it is they're doing. Cause they, if I can't be that, I don't know who I am. Well, I'm just saying, why don't you just know who you are then go do all of that? <laughs> right. I mean, that's how you live your life. That's, it doesn't mean you don't have roles. It doesn't mean you don't, you just, you just, just like a plainness. It's like, it would be like if I'm, if you're playing with your kids and you dress up, right. And you dress up for Halloween, you, if you become the, you know, um, who's it like, if you become like a T-Rex for Halloween, I was going to say a Wonder Woman, but a Wonder Woman, right. right? Or a T-Rex. <laughs> if you, you, if you put on a Wonder Woman suit for Halloween, the next day you don't wake up going, I'm Wonder Woman, like, and believing it to the point that like you do everything around it. Right. But that's what people are doing in their lives. It's so simple. Like that's, that's what, and you're doing this and you use business as, as a strengthening role because, Hey, if I'm in business, I'm cool. Right. And that's the whole, like, it's, it's the business side of these things. And the fact that our culture is rewarding these positive self images in there that wants us to integrate into them even more. And as we integrate into them more, we get so much into an entranced state that we can't see ourselves separate from that role. And as we're so tied into that role, then anything that comes in or, or any external event that comes in that will trigger or cause you to say that could not be true about this role, you will go in haywire. And that's what causes all the suffering for people. And I was going to say, but, and on the other side of that, there's that serves you serves people to a certain degree too. Well, of course is, it does. So there's not a huge motivation to change that until something, you know, in, you know, until that, until that identity is challenged. Yeah. If things are going well, it's great to be the identity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing is, here's the, and if you want to unpack that even more, which you brought up, so I'm going to do it. Um, the, uh, when you are, when you've taken on that role and as long as the things are going well, it's fine. But the minute it's challenged, then you will, you will go into protectionary mode and you'll try to serve that as much as you absolutely can. Now, the, the thing that if you're playing at that level of maturity of consciousness, then yes, go be a positive self-image. If that's where you want to go hang out in the rel it's a relative freedom. It's a relative success. It's a relative easier life. You'll relatively be okay. That's a lot better than constant suffering of a negative self-image. 100% agree. Mm -hmm. That's a relative sense. That's not the absolute freedom people are looking for. The absolute freedom of looking for is getting beyond all of that. And that's what people are missing. That's what people are looking for right now is that yearning for authenticity, the fakeness that they feel it's because even know that they're playing that role, it's and they have freedom with money. They have freedom with time. They have freedom with family. It's a, it's a relative freedom. It's not the truth. It's not the absolute truth because there's only one absolute truth, which is what everyone is still, which is why people make money and have all the time in the world and still are seeking for something else. 
because you're seeking externally for what you're looking for, which is already inside, which is your absolute freedom of realizing I'm not any of those yet. I can play those roles. When you get to that place, it's being versus doing, meaning that I can play the role of a CEO. I can play the role of a mom. In fact, I'm awesome at it. (laughs) You can celebrate that. There's nothing wrong with it, but you know, at the end of the day, that's not you. You know, at any point in time in your life, that's not you. You're playing the role. And when you no longer play the role, just like you're putting on a, you know, if you're going skiing, you put on outfit for skiing, you're playing the role of skiing, right? You're bowling, you put on bowling shoes, right? You playing the role of bowling. But man, when we have identified ourselves in business as these roles, as an employee, as a force multiplier, as a CEO, as anybody in the organization, and you've deriving your sense of who you think you are from that role, you're unconscious. And when, so when people talk about waking up, this is just another way. That's what you're waking up from for thousands of years. People saying, wake up. You're just waking up from this trance of you thinking you're this role. When the reality is, is you're not, you're, you can play it because there's a physical world and I don't want to go lay in a cave and, and do things. I want to go play in the world. So that means I'm going to adopt roles. I'm going to adopt language to suit it. Absolutely. But there's a lightness to it. And here's the thing that people could truly understand. The minute you can play from that way, and your business will grow. Your business will, will, it'll be a lightness to it. There'll be a playfulness to your business. I'm not saying it's going to be like joyous all the time. There's going to be a ton of challenges and a ton of struggles, but the struggles and success are light. There's not a swing, right? Oh my God, I'm so high. I'm making all this amazing. It's blah, blah, blah. And then it's so low. You just stay in the Tao, you stay in the middle and you just experience the lightness of life, knowing that you're playing a role, knowing that you're, and that's the difference is just approaching it of, I know I'm playing a role right now. I know I'm playing a role right now doing this, this, Mm -hmm, right. But I know it's not who you are. There's a, uh, I'm trying to remember the word and Caitlin, you may look it up. It's like a, I think it's, I want to say quagmire, but that's from like Simpsons or family guy or something. (laughs) It's like a quong. I think it's a quong is what it's called. It's like a riddle in Zen is what it is. It's a quong. There's a, there's a really cool one that, um, that came to me when it, it says, uh, who were you? What did your face look like before your parents were born? And the reality is, is you can't use your mind to actually comprehend that. Right. Yeah. And, and they use that as a little riddle to kind of, to, and they said in four words and we've been talking about it for 26 minutes, but like, that's what they, that's, that's what the Kwong is used is what did your face look like before your parents were born? And the reality is, is when you actually, you can't search your mind. So you kind of disconnect your, from your mind and you go, oh, I know <laughs> there's like this sense of knowing, <laughs> isn't there? And you, you lose your past. You don't think about tomorrow. You don't think about who you are, but you can always, this is what I, when you, when you get the clarity, you can always recall images. You can always go to your memory bank and think about things in the past. You just don't need to live with memories from the past that you're recalling into the present moment every single day. And that's how people live their life is in these roles. You're constantly pulling images from the past and bringing them into the present moment to live to that because that's how self, the sense of self in roles sustains life. Because if you're in the present moment, when you're in the moment, you're not thinking about a role. You're not thinking about your past. You're not thinking about your labels or the roles. Mm -hmm. You're only, you're only doing that when you have a, when you have to protect your sense of self. When you have to protect your sense of self, you instantly say, let me pull up the past. Let me pull up the future of where I'm going to go. What's going to look like. Let's bring it into the present moment so I can protect my sense of self, which is just face false. Anyways, if you really think you're in control, if you really think your ego is in control, well, why wouldn't you just be happy all the time? Why 
spend 15 minutes and see how many times you can prevent your mind from thinking. <laughs> Tell me how much in control you are. That's just an illusion. I mean, literally go take five minutes and you tell me how many thoughts you can control that come in your head. Nobody can control that. You're not in any control at all. It's not. So to wrap this all up, right? Cause see now you're looking at me like that to wrap it all up. What I want you to take away from this is language is extremely important. It's really the way we use language in particular in business, but this leaks into our life how we use talent, how we use work ethic, how we use drive in the roles that we think we play. If we can let go of the, the ability to need to be right or need to derive our sense of self from those roles or the language that we use, there'll be a lightness to your business. There'll be a lightness to your life, which will then amplify your business, which will then, or frankly, it may not. And that's going to be okay. Cause it'll bring you to a different level, mm -hmm. right? You know, and so when you can, when you can operate from this place, you don't, you know, you don't, I read this really thing in, in Inc. the other day where this guy, I forget his name, I, I forget his name, what he's saying, but he's like, why is there, we have this such problem in this world that people, you know, founders build these companies just to get the F out of them. <laughs> And it was, it just it made me stop and think, yeah. and I'm like, that's exactly right. Why go build this company just to fantasize one day of getting out of it? And no, and it's just, it's, that's a role. <laughs> so it was just, it, I was, I just sat but there. But then and what's I the alternative? Like, well, I sat there and thought there and I'm like, wow, like, you know, you, you just can't wait to get out of this yet. You're building it. Well, the alternative is to get out of it, maybe get out of it, not, but you're still, there's a right. lightness to it. Maybe that's what you end up doing, but you're not building it to get out of it. Right. It's, it's, or you're not you, missing the rest you're not of your missing life. missing the rest of your life for it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There can be a strategic vision of, I want to exit this company in three years, right. but you're not like the way he was saying, it was like all these people just build it up and they're so miserable building these things. They just can't wait to get the F out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and then, so then what they do, and then they go back and doing it again, because that's, guess what? They missed it. Their sense of self is derived in that. Oh, and so the yeah, need yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. They missed it though. Yeah. The, the that's need, what I would, yes. I, would, I would miss it. Well, yeah. because they miss it because that's where they derive their sense of self. So if they're not operating in that capacity, even though they don't want to be, that was his point. He was trying to say from a spiritual standpoint of like, they actually don't want to be doing that. Like you can go build it, but don't like just wanting to get out of it, like build it just to get out of it, just to go build it again, get out of it. Cause you just play this whole game your entire life. Well, I think it's part, depending on the person, it could be because of sense of self and identity, but I'm thinking of it from what we always talk about is that we just enjoy it. So they yes. realize they get out of it and they're like, Oh, I missed the challenge, the struggle, the growth, which isn't necessarily a sense of self. That just could be who you are. Right. It, it could be as long as you're intuitive with it. Right. The, the majority of people aren't at your level and they aren't thinking at it from that way, but though people are, because it was literally an article in Inc magazine about spirituality. And that's what he was saying is like, I'm working with founders to actually enjoy the process. If it ends up exiting. Awesome. If you really love the sport of this awesome, continue as long as it continues to unfold for you. And that's what you're saying. Right. Awesome. Yes. Right. As long as there's this insight or this movement to you to be in the business world and creating and, and helping and, and adding value to those things. Awesome. Like Steve jobs was never in it to get out of it. I mean, I, even Gary Keller was never in it to get out of it, right? I mean, if you, Elon Musk was never in it to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Like you, you think about like even like even, you know, um, major awesome sports coaches were never in it to get out of it. And so th they, they have this calling to do like Hugh Jackman just comes to mind. He was never in acting to get out of acting. Yeah. He exactly. loved acting. That was like his call. Like, and he just like, it just, and he talks about that. And, his, and when he did that interview, right. And so that's what I mean from this. Go play in the business world, but just don't be so caught up in the role 
because of the language you use around the role that you've now created this sense of self that you have to protect because now it's you against the rest of the world. And that is the recipe for suffering. Hey everybody, thanks for listening today. Really appreciate it. I wanna let you know that we are going to be hosting virtually Career Visioning. Now Career Visioning is a proven system for hiring talent to get the highest probability when you make the hire. Unless you're willing to go live with somebody for like three or four years, you don't always know how they're gonna act when you show up into the business world, but career visioning is a system that we can take people through that gives you models, tools, and uh, a framework for how to actually have the highest probability to make the best hire for the position that you have. So if you're interested in with us for this, it's happening October 20th, 21st, and 22nd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's only $99. Go to adamhergenrother.com slash webinars to sign up. We look forward to seeing you then.